are listening to On The Fly. What's up, guys? All you guys on Facebook, Twitter world out there. We're going live tonight with episode 65. The album focus. This is our first album focus with Warden. Warden, how are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How you doing, Stevie? We're good. A little heat, little heat wave, but I heard you got a little cold front coming yeah, through. Yeah, we got a Texas cold front. It was 95. It didn't quite hit 100. Wow. Right the air conditioner we're... actually turned off during the day. That actually, and yeah, it, that, that's a nice thing. You know, my bill probably won't be a thousand. It'll probably be, you know, 999. <laughs> <laughs> right now we are at 84. So, yeah, we got you beat. It's about 90, 89 or something like that. But oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, tonight the album focus. And I don't think I'm done. An album I may have done. Yeah, I did do a couple. I did a Motley Crue one, I think, by myself. So this is the first one I've done with somebody else. We've done our top ten list. We've done all that. But tonight, speaking of heat, tonight, Bon Jovi, their second studio album, 7800 Fahrenheit, which is what made me a Bon Jovi fan. Not Slippery When Wet. That, and I've heard... People on other podcasts say, you know, that was my band before they got popular. And, you know, Bon Jovi was a band I listened to because I, I bought the cassette. I heard, I forgot how I heard it. I think it was one of my cousins had it and I heard it. I bought the cassette, played it, played it over and over again. Great song. You know, and this great album, excuse me. And this is one of them that John Bon Jovi and the band do not like. They pretty much push it to the side like a, redheaded stepchild and uh but i don't understand it i mean and we'll get into it a little bit more as we go along but first things first you know why let's talk about a little current news ozzy osbourne who had surgery i think it was on monday and over the weekend they were saying you know this is a could be a life-changing surgery this could affect how what he does whether I don't know if they were talking about life threatening, but they said life changing. And apparently, you know, he here he comes again. You know, you can't keep Ozzy down. Ozzy out of the hospital. They've had pictures of him going out in a wheelchair. Sharon and Kelly were with him. So prayers yeah, for you, Ozzy worked and uh, Ozzy, Ozzy does it again. Well, you know, nowadays when you hear a life changing surgery, you don't know really what to expect. Cause no, no, you could take that a lot of ways and we won't go there. But, <laughs> um, he has, uh, I heard it was his neck, something. Yeah. It was his neck, neck from that, yeah. from that, uh, that was an ATV accident he had a, a couple years back where he almost died in that. Yeah. So, um, glad he's on the end. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've, I've seen pictures of him and he's having to get like before the surgery, having to get walked around. Will he be able to tour? Because supposedly I listened to Eddie Trunk, and Eddie Trunk was saying that he still got dates in Europe scheduled that he had to postpone because of COVID. Is he going to be able to tour? That's a good. Well, I'm sure he won't be able to for a while. Those uh, he doesn't look like he's in any shape to get on stage and you know jump around like Ozzy usually does. So yeah. I, you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I don't. It won't be anytime soon. Now, I know he's got a, a new album that they're saying is coming out soon. I can't remember exactly when, but you know, he's already got material recorded. So 
you know Sharon, she'll have him out there on stage putting putting that uh, that album over. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to it because I still like you know, I mean I I mean I like you know, kind of you know last album I think he did was pretty good. I don't remember the song too much, but ordinary. I'll give, man it, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it. I'll give it a listen. Yeah. There was there was several good songs on that on Ordinary Man. That was the last album. I I was I, there was a lot of people that I talked to that was not they were not a fan, but uh, you know I was I thought it was pretty good. I think Zach's still playing with him, isn't he? Yeah, Zach is still playing. Yeah, that yeah, that that's just one of the and to me I know they did a did they do one or two albums without Zach? I think they did one. I know they did one without Zach, but to me that's like. Peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter and jelly, but a lot of people that would be like peanut butter without jelly. Zach is like you don't like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> no. Oh my god. How, are you now, the, jelly, the jelly part? I can do. You don't like peanut, peanut butter. butter. I don't. You don't like have a nut allergy or anything, do you? No. Not that I know wow. of. I don't think I've ever See? met anybody that like but peanut guess butter. Guess what? Guess what? I didn't eat any of that contaminated GIF either. I didn't take a chance for that. So. I took some of that, man. I fine dude i ate jiff and i saw the recall after i ate the bar the bottle i'm like oh, okay <laughs> was your was yours one of those that needed to be uh needed to be recalled was it part of the I recall had thrown it away i don't know i <laughs> i just after i finished i usually eat jiff because it's usually extra crunchy I, and I, i've got it i've got it right now i know what it was the effects of it affected your brain and made you like torpedo girl that's what it was I, I just I don't understand it. Nobody's ever eaten peanut butter. That's like it's almost well, in the Bible. You have nah, to eat that as a kid, man. Come on. I didn't ever say I hadn't eat it. There were there was a there was a phase I went through. Uh and uh, and this is weird. This is really weird. And I look back and I'm like, why did I ever like that? It was was it cucumbers and peanut butter? What the hell? Yeah, it was pretty weird. I didn't laugh. I like both those things, but not. I wasn't pregnant. I wasn't pregnant. So um, you were never. You never liked those Reese's pieces. The your see, chocolate can, got in my peanut butter. No, your peanut no, butter got in my chocolate. Remember those commercials? Yes, I do. I didn't like Reese's pieces, but I do. Dude, listen, I like Reese's. Why? Well, I, I don't cups. know you, man. Oh my god. I do eat Reese's peanut butter cups. I, I can't. That's I can't peanut eat that. butter and chocolate. It's the How can you not like peanut butter if you like that? Man. I'm weird. I don't want to like, hear another thing about torpedo girls. <laughs> you don't like peanut butter, dude. I like ketchup. I like ketchup. I love ketchup. Everything. What's I'm the best kind of ketchup? <clears throat> There's only one ketchup, dude. There's none other than Heinz. Wow. Yes. Yes. Look, a friend of mine, a guy that used to used to do the podcast with me uh, on on the final score. <clears throat> we used to have this conversation every show, and I was like, he would talk about Hunts, mm. Del Monte. And I was like, that's just like tomato paste. I said, Hines is the only. Yeah. So he just took his his family overseas and everywhere they would like, they would go, they went to Rome, they went to Italy and all this stuff. Every place he would go eat at, he would, he would send me a picture of a ketchup packet and it was like some kind of off brand thing. I was like, he was like, well, apparently Rome doesn't know Hines. I said, screw Rome. They don't know what they're missing. And then somebody, he sent me a picture of, of some Hines he found. But uh, <clears throat> I agree with you. But knowing you, it's probably some Steeler-related football field. Thing. No, I did that. I, I was loving Heinz ketchup. But look, <clears throat> the plastic bottles they got now. I I was getting the 
the big glass bottles of Heinz ketchup back in the day, boy. That was. Remember, you had to get the knife to get it out because it <laughs> took so long. Yeah. To... yeah. My dad yeah. always got the knife up there, but I think I mean I'm one of those people, and I like ketchup on my steak. I do too. And then people, yeah, look that's at me like, weird. oh my god! People look at me weird. They really do. And look, there's, yeah, do y'all? I don't know if y'all eat like old fashioned country ham, salted ham. Yeah, y'all salted ham is different from ours. That's what I was going to say. It's I had I had some in when I was in Nashville, and that country ham is not what I call country ham. Yeah, it yeah. it was. I can yeah. eat. Well, see, either one of them, I eat ketchup on it. Turkey, I eat ketchup on it. Really? I don't do that. What about yeah. fried chicken? Yep. Okay. I did that one time to my friends in Oklahoma and they thought I was, they, they thought I was like nuts for putting ketchup on fried chicken. I was like, ketchup goes on anything. Except ice cream. I mean, I've seen the ketchup ice cream. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I get a, uh, a message from one of my friends every year about the ketchup ice cream. He asked me if I've tried it and I, was, I hadn't gone that far yet. But I do have a, ke- a a shirt somebody gave me that said I put ketchup on my ketchup. So yes, yeah. I uh, there's a I don't know if you had the hamburger place up there. It's called Chester's. No, they're uh they're a burger place and they're pretty good, but they don't they serve hunts. And my friends always go there to eat it. And I go I won't go there. She goes why? Because <laughs> they don't have Heinz ketchup. <laughs> well, you can bring your own. I was like I know, but that's not the point. <clears throat> you know. I know I'm, I'm people weird. just don't understand it. No, Waterburger has a Waterburger has a ketchup that's pretty good, but it's there was it's pretty close to Heinz. You know, I talk about Waterburger a lot. Yeah, there was a Excuse burger me. place around here that I used to go to for my birthday every year. It was it was within an hour of our place. It was called Fuddruckers. Oh yeah, they and, had that there. Fuddruckers is great. Oh, they had Heinz. They, they had Heinz. Yes, that's why I love the place because they had where you could build your own burger right there. Put everything you want yeah. onto it, then smack on a bunch of hats. Good gosh! Do you guys have a place over there called Luby's, like the cafeteria? No, uh huh. Because there's the Luby's here, and Luby's the Luby's here own the Fuddruckers here is one of the originals, and they closed it down, but they got one in the mall now. But they've closed all the Fuddruckers down here. But yeah, I, I love Fuddruckers. It was great because you get your burger made. They give yeah. you a half pound. I mean, yeah. you got that 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 cheese, and then you put your vegetables. Fries, like, oh, great burger. Fries yeah. were great too. Onion uh, rings too, and they make the milkshakes. Yeah. Yep. And see, they they had one in Virginia, which was about an hour. It was about an hour away. They closed that one down, but then they had one in Greenville, in North Carolina, which is about an hour or so away. And then they closed that one down. So I was like, we're great. Yeah, I think it's COVID. Not, it's not meant think, to be. I think COVID did them in because they had they had three or four here in San Antonio. They closed, which is sad. And they had a Luby's, which was a cafeteria. And it it was was really good. It's like a it's like a cafeteria. You ever heard of Furs Cafeteria? Do you have Furs up there? No. Well, it's a cafeteria, you know, and it was good. And they tore it down. You know what they put up? A bank. It's like, oh, that's all I need. Somewhere to go. Another bank. Yeah, Yeah, another bank. So. Talked about Ozzy. Ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. There's another story out there that I don't know if you saw. I posted earlier today or yesterday. And I don't know if you were a big White Line fan back in the day. But, yeah, uh, they were good. Vito Brada, the guitar player. He's been out of out of the spotlight for, gosh, since the 
early 90s, early to mid 90s. And one of the best guitar players you'll ever see out there. It was self taught, played by ear, didn't play, didn't, couldn't read it, but could play his butt off. Uh, he w- comes out this week in an interview. He was like, I'm not shutting the door on performing. I do miss it. And I was like, okay, let's get him back out there. You better get back out there now before it's too late. Uh, White line, though, man, you you sit there and look at it. They had James Lomenzo, who is now the bass player for Megadeth. They had Vito Brada. Really? Yeah. James Lomenzo was in white line. If Wow, I, I didn't know let that. Me, let me make sure I'm right on that, but I, I swear that's the name I remember. Wow. But uh, and then as Mike long as he Tran- doesn't do any, any uh, sex chat online with anybody, he'll be okay, huh? White Line, he's played for White Line slash Snake Pit. Was Pride he a Lord. member? Was he like, yeah, was he, wow, he he was a member of White Line in the heyday, hey yeah, wow, yeah, James Lomenzo. I remember the drummer for White Lion. There was talk when Eric Carr passed away that they were going to get him. And my friend goes, He'll fit because he has black hair. Then they get Eric Singer, he has blonde hair, blonde hair. <laughs> so that was Greg D'Angelo, right? Yeah, the drummer. Yeah. There's all that, yeah. I think about White Lion is that they get a lot of crap for their look just because they got a good looking front man. I mean, but the Mike Tramp could sing. Mike Tramp was a hell of a singer. And I think Still that, is. and I think that what I if I'm not sure I read Eddie Trunk was saying that Mike Tramp wanted to get Vito back, but Vito had no interest. Yeah, he did now he, he does, did. so that'd be a good tour. I'd like to go see that. Whether or not he has I, I don't know if there's been like some bad blood there, but I think they cleared it up a few years ago. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see White Line get back together. And I'm just looking at the Wikipedia for for White Line, and uh, there's a guy named Dave Spitz that was the bass player, and he left at the end of '85 to join Black Sabbath, and then Lomenzo came in, and uh, yeah. What a bad time to, to so leave White Line to join Black Sabbath. So he was on the Headless Cross. What was the Eternal Idol? Yeah. Yeah. Or, with what was it? What was the singer's name? Martin. What was his first name? Was it Tony Martin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the thing about White Lion is that they talk about pride and they talk about what's the second one? The or the, I don't know, maybe third album, the one main <laughs> attraction main attraction but uh the last one they did the is it main attraction there's like the one with radar love that was big game big game main attraction was the one that was after that it's a good album it came out the wrong time but that single love don't come easy that was a good that was a great song that 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 come out about the time that grunge was taken over yeah and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of those and I'm not going to call them hair bands anymore, uh, that 80s metal, 80s rock groups, that they had albums that came out about the time grunge was taken over that are really good albums. Cinderella had one come out about that time. That's a really good album. Uh, Psychotic Supper. Tesla's Tesla, not even a hair yeah. Band. yeah. Tesla. I mean, and it was just a great album at the wrong time for that kind of band. You know, people were like, oh, we're moving away from that. We're going to songs that make you want to, like I said, make you want to drink in a bad way. And well, I um, think I think MTV and radio had a lot to do with that because oh, they yeah. it was they, I don't think they have that power anymore because there's so many options, but back then it was on MTV, people bought it. Yeah. 
and that's yeah, they, and grunge didn't and grunge didn't nobody gets that big like nirvana on accident it just it wasn't that spontaneous give me a break it's like alanis morris said when she had that album they didn't produce that album that much they released that song and people wanted that album that's i mean there's nothing i don't I, I think everything's planned i don't think anything i mean every once in a while there's a band that's a surprise hit but they were pushing that music allison chains if you look at some of the charts that mitch malloy has been uh is it Mitch Malloy? Mitch Mitch Lafon. Mitch Lafon, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch Lafon's been posting. And you, you see some of those early 90s, you see facelift there. Facelift is what kicked it up. That's what kind of with Allison Change is kind of what got the music changing. And I think yeah. people were just they were tired of all the hair bands because they were all the same. And because I remember my I had a friend of mine that man, he'd come out with a new band all the time. I go, you you didn't have time to like, you know, there there were so many of them, they flooded the market with it. And I think they changed it on purpose. You know, I, if it wouldn't have been Nirvana, it would have been Pearl Jam. It would have been one of those, but they were definitely pushing for it. I don't think it was on accident, but it, well, it, it did suck for a while until you yeah. started, to, <laughs> you started to like, I think it kind of sucked for me because they were, those guys were my age and I thought they were just a bunch of <laughs> Debbie Downers. <laughs> um, so next thing, we're going to talk about some tours here and one of our, one of our top 10 lists and our music madness tournament from the, from the couple, couple of weeks, maybe a month ago, Rod Stewart is kicking off his tour with cheap trick. And it said, these dates might be the last to feature the former face of singers catalog of hits. Yep. So, you know, you, you, you think about this too. And we talked about Ozzy, but, these guys that are going on tour now, like you know, of course, Kiss, Kiss is doing the end of the road that probably lasts till who knows when. October but, is what Kiss Online said. They're like, I think it's through October. I did hear. Did you hear? Did you hear? Gene said, just because it's the end of the road on stage doesn't mean we're not going to be doing something off stage. Well, yeah, they're still going to sell merchandise till they 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 they're, die or after. And guess what I got today. The off the soundboard Donington finally came today. So Kiss Online, you did better this time. It wasn't it wasn't a month after the, the release date. It's only like five days. I don't understand. I just I don't get the vinyl thing. But hey, it's each their own, man. Each their own. Yep. Yep. It's just, I mean, it's you got it for the cover art alone, man. I mean, God, that's the just cover art. Yeah, they spent great. so much money on that. You know, yeah. they, couldn't, just, they couldn't. They couldn't. They uh, couldn't. Tease it up like Aerosmith did with live bootleg, you know. Yeah, the, the color it's so colorful. Yeah, and, you know, looks like looks like my lunch bag that I took took to school back then. Even but the vinyl is a different color. color than black, right? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, nah, they, I'm just not a to each their own. I'm just not a vinyl guy. Yeah, well, it's nostalgic, and uh, of course, I had to bring this out since we're doing this tonight. The there you go. With, uh, is it really that smart to have that much Aquanet and buy that all that flames? You know, what I mean? <laughs> and they didn't have green screens back then. But this is what I love mostly about blue screens, CDs, and yeah, lyrics, the lyrics and the credits and all that stuff. Yeah, you don't get that on Apple Music. Sorry, Apple Music or Spotify. Hey, Stevie. Yes. Little trivia for you. You know what seven eight hundred degrees is? It's 
Gosh, I just knew it. Is it? All right, go ahead and tell me now because I'm going to look it up right now anyway. It's the melting point of rock. Yeah, melting point of rock. So. <laughs> Cle very clever. Very clever uh, album album name, I guess. Uh, so Rod Stewart going back with Cheap Trick, which should be a pretty pretty cool show. I'll be but there I'll on uh, July 2nd in Houston, Texas. I'm going. So if you're there, guys, make sure you, you look, look for Warden. And tell him that Torpedo Girl sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll be up there. He'll be up there singing. What was your? What was the one you had? Rod he doesn't Stewart play in? it. I saw the set list. He. Yeah. I saw He'll the set. I saw the set list today. And he doesn't play "Stay with Me," which is a crime. He doesn't play "Hot Legs," which is a crime. I don't think. Really? I don't think so. He's he's gone eighties. He goes for the eighties. Well, and, he does uh, he does addicted to love because him and Robert Palmer were real good friends. And I, yeah, he yeah, I wasn't too happy with the set list, but it is what it is. You know, it's, you know, kind of like how people feel about the Kiss set list. At least I'll be there. Yeah, I got to think this is one of Rod's last day. Well, it's got to gotta be. I would think so, but maybe I mean he's not wearing platforms or you know breathing fire, but you know it's still pretty hard on seventy-three <laughs> year old man. Um, you just need to make a sign and put put up there. Please play. And, and what was that song? You you was your number one? I can't remember. I was only joking. I was only joking. Please play. I was only joking and see what he does. How far back are you going to be? Oh, I'm pretty dead set middle. I'm. Heck I yeah! Like my, I my, my my tickets are. I I knew that would be the one last time, and it was. I was so hungry for a concert. I spent a little more on it. Okay. But honestly, the much as gas and hotel rooms are, I told my buddy it's only three hours from here. I was like, dude, we'll just drive back. We don't need to. We don't need to spend three hundred dollars on a hotel, dude. Just three hours ain't nothing, man. Come on. After a concert, it is. I drove five when I went to the St. Louis Cardinals game, which they lost. I drove five <laughs> hours from St. Louis back to Springfield there, so I think I can handle three hours. Well, I got well, the coffee. I'm good. Coffee and go I for it. Smoke it. I don't smoke anymore, so I'd say yeah. nicotine. But you know, maybe I get me a maybe a couple patches and just you know get going. Hold up a sign, say Warden from On the Fly. He'll know exactly what you're talking about from where we tagged him with every every post on Twitter we did in that tournament. He was like, "Oh yeah, one of those aggravating guys." Yeah, and I can, and he'll go, "Yeah," and uh, I know that as much as you know hair tips, Jace. Okay. <laughs> so another tour start tomorrow. Probably the biggest tour of the summer. The big big stadium tour that's been. Put off for what the last three, three years, years? Three, three years with Motley Crue, Poison, uh, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett. So that starts more. My nephew is going to see. I think the Tuesday after next, they come to Charlotte. So he's going going there. Uh, you talked about set list a while ago. You saw the set list, and no, me and my I no, I'm talking about for Rod Stewart. Oh. Yeah, well, my my daughter and my wife are going to Dick. Well, the chicks, they're going to see them in July. And the tour started last night. The first show was last night. So I told her, she's like, I wonder what they'll play. I wonder if they'll play this song because I know that he said I want to see what songs they play. I said, well, you need to look it up after they do the first show, and that will pretty much tell you what they're going to play. They may change it up a little bit. But she was, 
she was so excited to that this morning. She's like, I got to look at the set list. And uh, she was pretty happy with, with what was on the set list. So she, she said, there's a few songs I don't know, but I can listen to them from a lot from that between now and July. I think it's the 12th. So. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing with Cheap Trick, but it's going to be moot because they play a different set list. Cheap Trick, yeah. Cheap Trick, you won't, you won't know what they're going to play. I was listening they, to their Apple Essentials today on Apple Music. That band's, I mean, that's a great band. I mean, yeah. they got a lot of good she hits that she you hear that song and you've never heard it, and you're like, man, that's a good song, you know. Yep. So anything yeah, else? The chicks, there's something I wanted to talk about. Okay. Did you see that new Wall Street Journal ad that came uh story that came Vince, out about Vince McMahon? The hush money, the three yeah. million dollars hush money. And the first thing I was thinking has got to be Paige. But I was thinking they said it was like an intern. It wasn't or a paralegal or something. No, like I that. don't. I don't think it was Paige. I think because Paige came out this week talking about her release, and I think yeah, I know. But they said it was. They said it was an outgoing WWE talent, but they didn't say oh. if it was in ring or what. So that's what got my attention. There's been so many that's outgoing. But you, here, it, a guy brought up a good point with that hush money. Think about all those cuts they made over the last two years. Is that there was no cuts to to pay that three million? Yeah. And and how far is this going to go though with Vince though? I heard John Laurinaitis was involved in it, and he's married to the Bella Twins' mom, and she's she's beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know who is you know who he is you know who his brother was right? Yeah, the roadwear roadwear animal. animal. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the thing about the thing about the WWE is that. You're having a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people leave because they don't like the stars. They don't like, like one diva quit because it was like they're just done with you. They just, yeah, they, they did that with China. China. I mean, they cut China when she was still popular. Yeah. And then she wasn't as messed up till after that. I mean, it's, it's like the world. They use you up and they spit you out. But they were right about Matt Hart, uh, Jeff Hardy, though. They, oh, gosh. I, I heard did you see that video? With, yeah. I heard an interview with him on, on, uh, him and Matt were on Jericho and they were pretty much saying, yeah, F this, F that. I don't know how he, maybe he was held to a higher standard in WWE than he is AEW because he did test, but they, they so didn't believe him that they, they pretty much made it that they released him. Yeah. So, I mean, he, but, but addictions are, it's struggle. And a lot of people are calling like Brewers, Matt and Matt said, I can't be with the guy all the time. Can't I be with him 24 too, seven. Yeah. yeah. He was but I'm glad wife. he didn't kill nobody. But man, three times in ten years, yeah, boy, he, God needs help, man. I mean, yeah, he did. He good luck to him. And you know, as much as we talk about Vince and all that, but Vince and them did offer yes. him to put him in rehab, and that's one thing that WWE has been good for over the years. Is even even talents that have left. Look what they, they did with Scott problems. Hall. I mean, they exactly. gave Scott Hall a lot of a lot of chances too. Exactly, and so that you know. You know, John Laurinaitis is probably, you know, maybe John Laurinaitis is trying to go back to his dynamic dudes day with Shane God, Douglas. That mullet. Wiping out, wiping out. Yeah, that was embarrassing right there, dude. I, I remember watching. Now, they're, they're supposed to be the baby faces. Oh. Halloween Havoc 89. It was in New York. And they're, they're fighting the Freebirds for the tag belts. And when Michael Hayes hit, I think he hit Shane Douglas with that DDT. They, you know, of course they, they cheated. They did behind the, something behind the referee's back, but he, he hit him with that DDT. That crowd went wild. They were they were so pulling for the Freebirds because they didn't like the Pretty Boys. But yeah, 
the dynamic dudes. I never liked Shane Douglas. I always thought he was overrated. Well, he called out look. to call out Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. I mean, come on, dude. You, you that couldn't was, shine their shoes. Shane was. I remember when Shane first started with the UWF, and he was supposed to be Magnum. UWF is that with Jim that Ross? Was, UWF, yeah, with, uh, yeah. Bill Watts. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, I remember that. he right before Crockett bought the UWF. Shane was in the UWF. Shane won the TV belt there from. Uh, I can't remember if it was from Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, or Terry Taylor. One of those two. Because he was supposed to be Magnum TA's protege. And he did the belly to belly like Magnum. But he was nowhere near the size Magnum was. Magnum was a hoss. Magnum was like a stud. A but, waste. Uh, so it's such a waste. Gosh. Can you imagine? That, that's a whole other episode of what would have happened if that, that car crash had never happened. Here's a wrestler down here. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But he was pretty big in Texas. Gino Hernandez. Yes. I'm yes. thinking, I'm thinking that guy was so charismatic. I mean, oh, he, yeah, he was dude. That that when he died, I remember the day he died, I was devastated because I I started I, I started out with the Von Erics, but I started going for the heels. Yeah. And I even got my hair cut like Chris Adams. I took a picture of him to the barber. I want that mullet. I mean, I well, love the dynamic because they were cool. They, the heels they were dynamic cool. duo, weren't they? Yeah. Bad to the bone. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it, it's, isn't there a lot of sketchy stuff that. about about how he died? Yeah, he had supposedly. Kevin talks about it in the world class. It's on WWE Network. It's a pretty good documentary, and it um talks about how the cocaine was found in his stomach. So it looks like he may have been murdered. But they said that Gary Hart was really worried about him because last time he saw him was a Texas Rangers game, and he was just like freaking out he was just he had supposedly mob ties and yeah stuff like, like dino bravo oh cigarette man yeah yes 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 did you watch the the did you watch the um beyond that was it beyond is it beyond the mat dark What's side that? of the ring yes about him Ooh, that was i haven't story. watched that yet but I, i've read a lot about what went on with him um yeah i watch these old i see these old wwe survivor series matchups and i look at who's dead and not yeah, they're, it's they're like they had like time. one team, they're all dead. Like, wow. Exactly, exactly. But it's it's sad, but uh yeah, Gino Hernandez, there there was talk, there was a lot of talk that you know, he teamed with Tully one time. There was a lot of talk that he may have made the move eventually to to Crockett and been one of the horsemen. Yeah, he would have been good. He would have been a good horseman. I think but I think you would have probably seen him and Flair butt heads a lot. Because well, there were there was Tully and Flair butt heads. Yeah, like, I, I was listening to Ric Flair and he was talking about Tully. He go, he was an obnoxious prick. Not yeah. that I wasn't either. Yeah, exactly. Tully's but, the kind of guy that you just—it's hard to cheer for. I but mean, you know it's what? Just, he's such a—I mean, even today in AEW, they say he's the nicest guy inside the ring. But man, his character yeah. when he turns it on, he is—I mean, there are heels that I can't cheer for, that I don't like, and I know they're a good heel when I don't like them because I usually like the heel. Flair whether, was a likable heel, you know. He was. Whether whether it was Tully or not, I sent a message to to a Tully Blanchard Facebook account, and it had the verified. And I said, "Man, I I, I hated you. I love to cheer against you. You were you are. I didn't say a prick or nothing. He said, he said well, and the response I got back was that I did my job. So yeah, you know, yeah. And he's right. If you you paid all that money." 
to watch him get beat, get beat up every week, then he he did his job. And you watch him now in AEW when he was going against Arn. You kind of like Arn. Arn is the kind of oh, yeah. guy you go have a beer with. <laughs> Tully's the guy that would take your girlfriend and steal your wallet. I, I mean, he's just yeah. yeah. Arn, I went to see. This was 1990, I think, in Greenville at Menjus Coliseum in Greenville. Arn Anderson, one on one with Ricky Mort, and another guy who's still wrestling. Yes, and they are putting on a show, and Morton goes outside the ring, and there's a group of guys at ringside that are just. When as soon as the arm went out, they were. They were bowing down to him. They were giving the horseman sign and all this. And they were chanting stuff at Morton. And they ended up chanting something at Morton when he got outside the ring. It was like Morton is a prick or something like that. And Arn, Morton takes his hand and does the old flip the bird to him. And Arn is just up there. I watched because I loved watching what was going up. Arn, Arn was sitting there just in the ring. Shaking his head, laughing. I mean, it was great. But I love Orn. And we'll next week. I'm going to let the cat eye the bag. We're going to have a special guest next week. Uh, Fusion Text Joe Decker. If you're listening, Joe, we, we're counting on you next week. And we do something new on the fly, which I've done it on my other wrestling on my wrestling podcast. But we're going to incorporate the wrestling stuff in it. If you heard us talk about it a little bit right then. Top 10 wrestlers, our top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. Me and Warden and Fusion Tech, Joe Decker. I've talked to Joe a few a few uh, times over the last two weeks. I actually had a, about a 30-minute conversation on the phone with him, and he's really excited about coming on the show. We're, we're excited to have him. Can't wait to hear some of the stories because I've been t- we've been trading some old – Joe's a Crockett guy like I am, and Joe, Joe is uh, – I'm interested to see how many, how many, all three of us, how many picks overlap with all three of us on this. Cause I think we're all. When like, you say you're, you're a Crockett guy. Do you mean NWA? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Crockett promotions. That was the, you know, NWA. Yeah. Cause actually, you know, when it was territories, I think they called it, gosh, what was it? Mid Atlantic, Mid Atlantic one time. And then Crockett bought it and it just turned NWA. into. NWA Crockett Promotions. So we're going to see next week how that goes. And uh, we won't be live next week. We're, we do, we're going to do this live thing every once in a while just to just to see if you guys. Let me ask you a question about the rules, Stevie, because I'm still working yes. on my list. Are tag teams, does that count as one or do you have to do? No, nah, we're, we're going to do just singles here. Okay. We're going to do a ta- We're going to come back and do a tag team later. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the Mulkey brothers are. Not going to yeah. be featured next week, man. Or Gladiator one and two. Right, that's off your list now. I mean, but you know, if you did now, now you have to say, if it's somebody like it could be like a Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner. They had a good singles career. Yeah, you could do that, but uh, you it's know. not going to be. Then it's going to be it's Big Papa Pump, which I didn't like. I liked I liked Scott Steiner better than Big Papa. Yeah, uh, actually, I watched the Hall of Fame induction. And Scott Steiner, I mean, he behaved himself. He he gave a hell of a speech. <laughs> yeah, man. I they was, were, I was they were worried speech. about that. They were worried about yeah, that. Yeah, because man, some of those promos, man, that was real <laughs> life, dude. Just don't let him do math. Yeah. 
Scott Stoddard. Another guy is, I'm kind of surprised, as big as he is, he's alive. But well, you uh, talk about yeah. a moonsault. My God. When Scott Steiner did that before, I mean, he was in NWA. He, but he would come up with these moves, dude, the tilt to whirl. And then when he did the Frankensteiner, everybody went freaking crazy. I mean, everybody was, I was like, I would try to learn how to do that, but I'll, I'm going to end up breaking my neck if I do that. I think uh, one of my favorite Steiner brothers is when they were in the, NW, they were in the fighting against the NWO. And they were obviously, you know, they were like, Kev, I think Scott Hall was driving Kevin Nash. Somebody was holding the film and they dragged him up. on the road. <laughs> yeah, they're on the road like, hey, it's a Steiner brother. So they're messing with them. They run into them and all of a sudden they you flip see the this, car. You see this car flip and go. <laughs> obviously, it's not them, right? And all you hear is Scott Hall. Hey man, I think we should stop. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Nash is like, hell no, get out of here. Get out of here. Or like, you know, I, I love those old days back, especially when Dusty Rhodes is getting there getting gas and the horsemen pull up and just beat oh the yeah no they they freaking followed him to the crockett promotion parking yeah. lot one night and beat the crap yeah, out of was, him. yeah and it's like dusty's booking all that stuff so he's yeah. like hey what yeah, did well, he call if <clears throat> that's another wheel. topic that's a make it good make it good that's another topic for another day with dusty booking himself um anyway i think we talked enough about everything else let's get to the main event the album ding, focus ding, ding, ding. Bon Jovi, 7800 Fahrenheit, their second studio album, released on March 27, 1985. Um, you know, the self-titled album had success. They had, and that's another one that doesn't get the credit it needs to. But if I had to pick between the self-titled and this one, I'd go with this one every time. Um, it's it's just packed. With, with great songs. And I mean, I remember, like I said, I bought the cassette after I heard it at my cousin's house. Heard it, He had the album. But, and some of the songs, and we're, I'll talk a little bit about it as we go along. At first, I was like, mm, okay. But they grew on me over the years. And today, you know, we, we were texting back and forth. And I, I was listening to it as I was as I was getting my run or my walk, whatever in, and I listened to it twice. And I was like, I wow. wasn't running by the way. I, I don't run. <laughs> you would probably melt if you ran today in, with in, in Dallas or Texas. So bite your tongue, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. But this is San Antonio, man. We just claim the Cowboys, but we ain't J-Lo. Dallas, man. That's a J-Lo. J-Lo. She got more rings in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't like that? No. No, he didn't like it. I'm sorry. I've I've hit a I've hit a bad spot with Warden right there. It's worse than Torpedo Girl. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So, it's only because it's close to the season I'm starting to get fool's gold that they're going to do something this year, so, you know. Cuz yeah, Dak's got his confidence back. That's what I keep reading, so. Oh yeah, he's always got his confidence back till they make a Never mind. I'm not going there. Um, yeah, so, like, like, okay, like, I'm done. Bye. No, see ya. Like Warden said, the 7800 Fahrenheit reference to the supposed melting point of rock, which is equivalent to 4313 Celsius. So, I Did guess they released that, that in Canada under that name. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's. But of course, you see the album cover, John Bon Jovi up there in the heat, and then the back of it, like you said. 
dangerous with the aquanet that close to flames. Doesn't work right. People's hair catch on fire. Um, so, how did you come across? I mean, when did you come across 7800 Fahrenheit? I didn't discover Bon Jovi till I heard. I heard uh, you give love a bad name. A lot of us. That's, that's a was, lot of people. Because I remember, I remember people. I I grew up in. I was in a. I grew up in a Christian, a Christian um, school. But of course, all the kids knew who Bon Jovi was, and they kept talking. Oh, that's Bon Jovi. That's Bon Jovi. And I was thinking, Bonjour. And that wasn't that Bonjour. a store. In the, wasn't that a store in the eighties or something like I that? I think so. I think it was. And I, didn't, I just I remember, remember people talking. No, you got to hear it. it. It's a song called. Uh, you give love a bad name. So I heard on the radio and of course, then they played the hell out of it everywhere. Yeah. Then I went and got the album, fell in love with slippery when wet. And I really honestly didn't pay too much attention to this. No, I take that back till maybe later. I didn't really go back and listen. I was just a fan going forward. I really didn't listen to their stuff till a couple years later, maybe. And one of the big reasons was a song on this album, In and Out of Love. When I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, that, that's good stuff. And I heard some other stuff, but I don't remember a lot of these songs till I heard the Shout Out Loud review on it. And it must have been something because in my top three, top five Spotify, Bon Jovi was like number three. And it had to be because I listened to this <laughs> album so much. So I went back, you know how Spotify tracks that stuff? Yeah. And I was, I even told, like, I even put on the page, it's like, it had to be because of that, because this is a good album. And I honestly, I'm kind of late to the game. I didn't really pay that much attention to it. There's a couple songs on there that I really like. So, um, but I, I listened to it today and it's, it's a, it's a good, there's a couple throwaways for me on this album that I'm not real crazy about, but overall it's a good, I still prefer Slippery. Because I probably like every song on Slippery When Wet, even Social Disease. So, I mean, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> There's another one to add to the list. We're going to make a list. We're going to make a list. Oh, Dr. Bon Jovi. Hey, Bon Jovi is like one of your top 10 bands. Hey, come on. I know, dude. but still. But Social still. Disease isn't a bad song. There ain't a bad there's, song on Slippery Wind. Kiss is my all time favorite band. And this, <laughs> there isn't a bad song on this on Slippery Wind Wet. This album, there's a couple. Okay. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, and we got, I've got a few questions hypothetical questions I'm going to ask Warden after, you know, after this you know, is over with. And I'm going to get my opinions on it. What's cool about this album and what's why that? I think it's so good is because it only took six weeks to record. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, John doesn't think so. He thinks that he didn't have enough time to go back and Chinese democracy it, I guess. This album probably still wouldn't have come out if he had his one. <laughs> but here's 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 the thing. And no, I'm going to ask that question after after we talk about this. All right. So let's get right into it. And if anybody hasn't watched this before, if you're out there watching live, somebody's out there watching right now, uh, we give our top 10. Uh, we trade off back and forth with number 10, and then we, we talk a little bit about each song. And then at the end, we'll I'll ask Warden what some questions. I've got a few few questions for him. What it's he your thinks. list. It's your list. It's your album. You go first. I'll go first. So we're going to start at number 10. Go down to, to number one. So now number 10 is The Price of Love. 
Uh, let me let me get my notes up. Price of Love. I mean, all through this album, you're gonna see one thing that I thought that it is a key. And as when I say this is number ten, it's I'm not saying it's a bad song, you know, because these all these songs to me are good songs. Like I said, this song grew on me, and the more I listened to it today, you know, it could have went up, but it I just left it where it was. But one thing you're going to see here of me say a lot, Richie Sambora, the guitar riffs, guitar solos on this album are freaking awesome. I mean, uh, <laughs> Bon Jovi needs to, whatever differences they've got, they need to get it straight and get, you know, do if they can. I don't even know if John can do another album. Uh, if they can, do something. But yeah, but. You know, it was okay song. It's catchy, but just not as catchy and as good as the other nine to me. That's what I, that's all I can really say. That could have been, it could have went up to number eight, number seven, but I left it number 10 this time. So what's your number 10? Don't you want to know what, are we, are we going to do that to where, why rank you this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Put list? it, put it. You want to do it that way or do you just want to yeah, do my 10? That's fine. That's fine. I got the price of love at number five. I Ooh. like this song. It starts out fast, not only on Richie, but also the drums. I mean, it's just that's just a kick-ass song. I mean, I like it. I like the vocals. I like everything about this song. Okay. I would, and I, you know, like I said, number five for me. Okay. So my number, number 10, ten is to the fire. Oh, I've got a lot to talk about that. This song sounds like it should have been on that movie Staying Alive. <laughs> there was a song that when they were dancing and it was so 80s cheesy, we danced so close to the fire. I picture this song on like some cheesy 80s movie. And it, it's like, it, I, it, it, I'm not a big fan. It just doesn't go anywhere for me. It just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of, it. there's no... It doesn't, it like Price of Love, It's it's got a beginning and an ending. You know, it's got chorus. This one just doesn't go anywhere for me. Okay. That's my number nine. And it, close. You what what I wrote down, I wrote this down. <laughs> sounds like an 80s soundtrack song. Yes. Sounds like it could have been on Footloose, Karate Kid, but there's an 80s song on a soundtrack that the start of this movie, song sounds like. And it's called it was off the Ghostbusters. And I can't remember. I think her name, the name was Alessi, and that was an instrumental song. It was when they were going to the Empire State Building or whatever the building was to fight the the demons and all that. It's called Saving the Day. Starts off almost exactly like this song. Really? And I'm like, because when I heard it, when I started listening to it again, I was like, I had just watched Ghostbusters. It was on the other day, and I was like, this sounds like that song from Ghostbusters. But I honestly only know one song from Ghostbusters, and that's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. But I didn't know who I didn't know Ray Parker Jr. had more than one song. The other woman you posted yes, that today. Yes, I did. Uh, there's another one. There's another one too. A woman needs love, just like you do. You you remember the? Do you remember the name of the band that Ray Parker Jr. was part of? I never Show heard of until Ghostbusters. Radio R A Y D I O. Ray, Ray Parker Jr. and Radio. I guess they used the R-A-Y like Ray. You know what I mean? Uh, 
this one it was okay. Of course, back and forth they say it a hundred times. I don't want to yes. fall. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. Yeah, that they could do without so much of that. And is there like John Bon Jovi has got his notebook where he writes all the songs in it, and at least every other song he's got to mention about being in the streets. Yeah, Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, there's a lot of songs he talks about being in the streets. This was one of them. And I, when I heard him talk, the first line he's talking about being in the streets, I think, and I'm like, yeah, he's from New Jersey. I guess he was in the streets a lot in New Jersey. He's writing about that. Well, he made a he made a lot of money on how life how tough life is in the streets, wild yes. in the streets on on the uh, Slippery When Wet album. Uh, I that's that's another top ten songs that Bon Jovi mentions the streets in. So we'll talk about, but yeah, that was my number nine. And, you know, I thought about switching to 10th, but I I guess I got lazy. We're pretty close on that one though. Yeah. So my number nine. I thought you said that was your number nine. Yeah, that was two to five. So what's your number nine? My number nine is always run to you. I like the vocals from John. This is another song that would have probably made a good eighties movie. Like, you Mm. know, they're going to, you know, that chick's there for him, you know, (laughs) When, when time's going tough, his boss, you know, won't really let him listen to rock and roll all night while he's washing the dishes. You know, life <laughs> is, is just this, a bitch, you know. You poison, know, man. You know, we're one check away from being on the streets, you know. It, it's probably street, the beginning. Man. This is Yeah, probably the beginning of, you know, like, you know, it's just us two against the world and stuff. Obviously, it's worked for him, you know. You know, because now he's writing about you can never go, you can all, you can never go home, so. You know, who says you can't go home? That's what it who is. says you can't. Oh, that's when he turned, but it's not in the streets anymore. So, you know, hey, so that's mine. Always run to you. Like I said, I like his vocals, but <clears throat> just another song that kind of just eh. that's that's my number seven. It's a good song, not strong. I the thing that turned me off on this one a little bit was when he did the chorus, his voice he hits that falsetto, I guess is what you what it is. Yeah. See, I like that. I think his I think his vocals are the strong part of the song. It sounds like it sounds like a little bit to me like he's straining. I mean, he's really straining too much on that. To it's probably why he can't sing now. Because it I might think, be why that might that be why Paul Stanley said that he didn't know that he had to do all that stuff. Like on, I mean, man, those guys in the '80s, man, that that stuff was. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like his vocals on this. I think it's his vocals are wasted on this song. I think yeah. he could have gotten up with a better song, better than the, like I said, it's just like an eighties throwaway movie, you know, song, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's, that was, uh, my number seven. Always run to you that, yeah, uh, it's okay. But like I said, not as strong as it's not strong enough, definitely to make it into the top five. So let's see. My number eight <clears throat> is King of the Mountain. Not the Kiss Asylum song that everybody has a fit over with the with the awesome Eric Carr drum intro. Uh, and one thing you you can say about this album, they love these gang choruses where they're you know they're all I'm King of the Mountain. You hear them all on that. They but which is fine. I like that. Uh, it was the times. It was the times. Yeah, but they really they really loved it on this album. And I mean, yeah. maybe I just didn't notice it on on Slippery as much, but uh, yeah, King of the Mountain, 
number 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 eight for me. But yeah, it's okay. And like I said, once I get to the top five, it could my top five could go could have been flip flop around. Those five songs are set. These top these five here kind of. I won't call them filler filler, but you know, they, they're good songs, but just not as good as that top five. My uh, King of the Mountain was number seven for me. Okay. And just, you know, I asked whose mountain was bigger, his or Paul Stanley. You know, that's, that's a, <laughs> you know, they're King of the Mountain, you know. And, and you reckon? Did, wasn't, what, didn't Asylum come out the same year as this? No, I think this is before Asylum. Well, what oh, year no. did Asylum come out? I, this came out in 85. Didn't Asylum come out in? Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean they knew what was going on. Hold on, they could have been recording on September sixteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Kiss came out later. So, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean he heard it. Paul Paul Santa trying to be John Bon Jovi again. That was the early. He was. Day. Did you see? Yeah. You see some of those videos. He was. <laughs> Same. I mean, the hair and everything. Oh yeah, crazy nights. No, I think he's trying to be hard there. I, I mean, they they hey, really they, they really they were, they were really trying to, bon they were trying to be all that hard Bon Jovi with Crazy Nights. Now they wanted to be Paul wanted to be John Bon Jovi bad. Dude. I like the gang vocals on this one. You know, yeah, like I said, it was the time. So uh, my number eight is Secret Dreams. It's got a catchy mm. chorus, and I think it's a good song to close the album out with. I think that it's just a run to you. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I just, you know, in my seek, I mean, I just think it's a yeah. real catchy song, real catchy chorus. It's uh, definitely, you know, better than, you know, the two before it for me. It's getting, to me, it's, it's getting better. So, Secret Dreams is my number six. Six. And the rare Tico Torre songwriting credit on this one. Uh, yes. Like I said, they they know definitely, you know, John Bon Jovi knows how to write a catchy hook, and this yes. is this has got one of those too. This was uh, him, Sambora, Tico Torres, and Bill Grabowski. So, but you look at a was lot. He of this on, was he big? Was he big? No, he's not Gronkowski. No, he wasn't the big Lebowski. No, not the. Oh gosh. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, <laughs> so you look at the songwriting credits on this, and there's a lot with Sam Moore. The whole second half of the album, Sam Moore and John Bon Jovi. First half has got a lot of just John Bon Jovi by itself, and David Bryan's on yes. the one, uh, which we'll get to that in a minute. Sam Moore's on King of the Mountain. He, he actually, him and John Bon Jovi wrote that one, but um uh, yeah, it's very rare you see a Tico Torres Torres uh, song right credit, but the chorus, I love the chorus on this. Uh yeah, that was my that was my number six. Mm. So we're pretty we're getting pretty close on yeah. most of these. All right, so your number six. My number six is the hardest part of the night. Mm-hmm. It's a great guitarist intro. Oh yeah, and I could actually see this on "Slippery When Wet" because I think this is when they're kind of they're kind of getting more. This is, probably, 
this is a song that you know that I think he should be proud of. I think it's a good song. And it and it's funny is because you know when you talk about the song and it, it's a little bit different than when you're talking about an artist because you're like looking at the song and you're like, how does it go? You know, kind of like you're trying to explain something. It's kind of harder when you don't really have it playing there with you. But I, that's why I'm old and I write notes. But yeah, <laughs> I like the guitar intro. And I, like I said, I could see this on Slippery One Win. I could see this on the next album. That, like I said, and, and we'll talk about, this will be another thing. Chorus is catchy. The callbacks, mm -hmm. the hardest part of the night. And then when they do the, Hear me cry, hear me cry. Great lyrics. Uh, I like you like you talked about the guitar intro, the way it down, down, down. And I don't know what he hits right there before it starts. What, but it doesn't sound like a guitar. I don't know if it's Dave Bryan's keyboards. He hits yeah. right there before it starts. Uh, that could be. That's that. another, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like keyboard when he hits that. Uh, and I like what you said. Some of these songs could have been on later albums and been hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying New Jersey. New Jersey is pretty full. Slippery, you could have took took a song or two off and put one of these songs in and probably would have been even better, uh, like Social Disease. And that's, uh, but, probably, and that's probably what he meant when he said that he didn't have the time to work on it. Yeah. But he kind of doesn't like to look at this album because he's – missed opportunities like you know the yeah, first two on my list yeah it, it's it's a really good song. i've got uh hardest part of the night at my number four. Oh wow uh, yeah it i was really it, it's really grown on me since i've been listening to it uh great 80 song i hate to say it like that but it's a great song to me yeah all right so what are we on now six that was my number six so we're number five aren't we yeah, Hardest part I of like, night was my number six. So all uh, right, so I'm on number five. Because you, your number five, we've already had five is so it's the price of love. Yep. Um, my number five is going to surprise you. It's one of the singles, and uh, in and out of love. Yes, yes. I for your I number mean, for your number one number five. five. Oh wow. Yeah, it charted at number 37 on the rock charts. Uh, <laughs> great guitar riff by Sam Bora. Uh, I can't, I, I don't know if they could possibly say In and I Love anymore in that song. I mean, that was probably an easy the beginning song to, to end. In and Out of Love. What? In and Out of Love. What's the name of the song? In and Out of Love. Um, and I would love to hear. No different than Heaven's on Fire. Well, that's true. That's true. I would love to hear their thoughts as Bon Jovi, the, the John Bon Jovi that wrote the album 2020 on the spoken word exchanges on here. Your daddy uh, is who? Not, not just that, but uh, bring, bring your girlfriend. And then it says, oh, bring your mom. What do you, you want me to do? What? I mean, Kind of cringy, not like you said, not as cringy as uh, watching a girl leave school. Yeah, but he Christine. does ask her, "Just how old are you anyway?" Just how old are you anyway? Can you imagine oh, that? No. Out? Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that coming out today, man? Cancel culture. 
Maybe that's what Kip Winger should have put on 17. Just how old are you anyway? She's only. (laughs) But yeah, I'll, you know, it's, it's a good song. It's good. It was a good single to lead off with, but I guess it's kind of fatigued for me over the years to where some of these other songs have, have got higher than that, but in and out of love, good song. And like I said, I like, I love Sam Ward's guitar solo on this. That is the highlight of the song for me, but you know, it's kind of the song is fatigued for me a little bit. And that's not because of the spoken word exchange. I'm not one of the cancel culture guys. I would, if that was one of them, I would have put it at 10, but uh, yeah. Number five in and out of love. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. you've got it. Number one, I bet you so disappoint me. This is Bon Jovi's probably greatest song ever. Oh, it's definitely my favorite. Oh my gosh. This song, because what's good about this song is the in and out of love. It shows the plane taking off. It shows them on the road. Yeah. It shows them what it's like to be a young band. This band, this video shows a band about to break it big. You watch that and you go, this band's going to be huge. I mean, yeah, you say that in hindsight, of course. Yeah, but still, but yeah. This, just... this is a fun song. It's my favorite all-time Bon Jovi song. And I honestly really, I mean, really, I mean, I think we talked about it before, like in the video, the blonde that he's checking out, she's in the Lick It Up video. Oh, really? Yeah, I was watching, it's like, hey, that's a chicken, Lick It Up, the one with the <laughs> real blonde hair that he's there. But this is a band that you can, it, it can tell that they're local New Jersey boys. And that they're I, my, one of my favorite parts of the video is when that girl comes up to David Bryan and she's smoking a cigarette and he's holding the hot dogs or fries or whatever. And she's like asking for a lighter and he just drops a hot Drop dog. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yep, that does it. Yeah. That's a fun song. It shows Bon Jovi about to take break in the world. Just about to, I mean, it was young and fun. They, and this is how bands should have fun. And it, it, it symbolizes the time. I mean, it's just, it was a fun era. I mean, it was, you didn't, you didn't hear about all the problems in your music videos. This was an escape. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> okay. it wasn't, it wasn't like 10 years later when, you know, Jeremy spoke in class today, which I do like, but different times, you know. I just got a text from a friend of mine that's watching tonight. He said, I lived that song in and out of love. So, yeah. Good job. Yeah, good choice. Good job. Good taste. Yeah, you did make me you, you did make me laugh, Kevin. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh so I appreciate you you watching, Kevin. Appreciate uh, all your support. Uh so number number five, you had Price of Love. Yep. And my number four, we've already talked about the hardest part of the night. So what's your number four? My number four is probably the song you want to read to your fellow people in Sunday school. Tokyo Road. <laughs> I, for the longest time, never really paid the attention to the lyrics. Mm. I always liked it. Got a catchy yeah. chorus. And the intro reminds me of China Girl by Bowie. David Bowie. Really? Yeah, that kind of that intro, that dun dun dun, that intro. It's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of that. And it's just like, yeah, I thought it was about the road, but it's like the red light district. I mean, it's about. It's there's that one Bon Jovi song. Is it called Blood on Blood? Where 
Blood on Blood. About yeah, how they, yeah. they threw in a 10 and she made them all men. Made them all men, yeah. yeah how would that like, go over today? This is, okay, I think bon, John was probably a man when he went to Tokyo before that. So, yeah, this song, I didn't know. It, I, I read the lyrics. I never really, and I know they play it sometimes at the end of the set, like Tokyo Road, like, they but play it it's overseas. It's funny when a lot. you actually pay attention. And I never really paid attention to the lyrics. And it was like, oh, wow, this means totally different than I thought it was. I thought it, you know, it was being on the road, Tokyo Road, take me home back, Tokyo Road. But it's probably about meeting some girl named Tokyo. You know? So you're going to, you're going to, you disappoint me, Warden. You really disappoint This is your number me. one. Tokyo Road is my number one. It is a kick-ass song from start to finish. It is a good song. That's why yes. it deserves to be at number four, not number one, like in love. The guitars, Sam Boris kicking butt on the guitars again. I did a lot of research. There was something I'd wondered a lot over the year with this song. Research. Research. Folks, research. 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 Air quotes. Uh, Mini-me. Uh, <laughs> the intro. The the song that it's a it's a japanese folk song and it's about cherry blossoms you know when she sings sakura sakura yayo niyo so or whatever it translates into english cherry blossoms cherry blossoms across the spring sky as far as the eye can see and she sings that part i think over and over again the, you know, the twice in a row. She just sings that part. But this is like a three or four minute song, folk song in Japan. So singing about cherry blossoms and the content of the <laughs> of this the lyrics, you know. He's singing about a different kind of cherry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not gonna get into it, but you can read between the lines on that. I think that was why that was in there. But <laughs> yeah. It's a rocking song, you know. Like I said, it's talk fine. about a, a guy in the war that's getting his get it, working hard for a pass, and he's planning on doing something when he gets that pass. Um, if only knew, two live crew may use this song instead of. <laughs> she knew I didn't have any money, but baby, I knew she would take me back to Tokyo Road. So, uh, he still was missing that ten he threw in for the other chick, I guess. <laughs> Hey, maybe that came later on. Yeah. But maybe it became before. Maybe he was in the service after, but he was a younger man before, you know. Okay. Are you a big or, you know, a semi big video game guy? I was back in the day. Back in the day. You had a, a Nintendo, I'm sure. Played Nintendo. Uh, yes. Yes. Did you ever play Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yes. You remember a guy named Piston Honda? No. Okay. Go back and YouTube Piston Honda's intro music. It is the same intro music as that song. That's that's what's playing when he comes he comes out. And I never noticed it till I I, I was reading about this. Piston Honda comes the intro, out. The, the intro to Tokyo Cherry Blossoms. Yeah. Really? The girls sing it. Yeah. So well the Bowie thing I talk about too is kind of along the same lines. It's got that I don't know what it is, but it's China. Yeah. It's different than but it's kind of in that Asian kind of like it's, I don't know what it is, but it, it's like I've heard it before. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And we're gonna talk a little bit. We didn't, we don't talk about him a lot. Dave Bryan, what a great keyboard player he is. 
I mean, he he makes a lot of these John Bon Jovi or these Bon Jovi songs. I'm not calling John Bon Jovi, but there's one part in <laughs> there's one part when they do like the little breakdown, and right before John starts talking about skies turning around and he's pointing upstairs, where Dave Bryan does a Ross Geller helicopter sound on his keyboard. I don't know. Also, you hear. And I'm like, it's Ross Geller doing helicopters noises on his keyboard. <laughs> but it doesn't take away from the song. But yeah. Yeah, I'm a well, friend. Yeah, but you're number one. I mean, you. I'm a friend's addict. I'm really a friend's addict. But yeah. Oh, Ross Geller <laughs> from Friends. Have uh, you ever seen that episode? Have you ever watched Friends? Yeah, I saw them all, but God, 30 years ago. <laughs> Do you remember when he did the. He had. The, he was in the, the coffee house. And he had his keyboards out there. He was doing all the, the sounds on his keyboard. You're no, sir. You, sorry. You disappoint me again. But anyway, you'll have to go back and watch that and then you'll see what I mean. But yeah. I have not watched Friends or played Punch Out in 30 years, brother. I've done both in the last year. So you're friends. You like Friends? I like Friends. Oh, it's it's really friends. weird to find a, is, another straight guy that likes Friends because, oh, Friends man. is the best show I've ever watched on TV as far as sitcoms. Settle down. I'm serious. We I'm all know serious. that's Seinfeld. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm friends kidding. beat Seinfeld to me. That's my opinion. So that's my number one, Tokyo Road. That 70s show is probably my all-time favorite. Really? Yeah. I just watched the, the pilot of that yesterday. Yeah, I love it. I love that show. I love Friends, too. Specifically, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> okay. No, so... Number three for you. Oh, 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 oh. You know, you're number three for you, bro. I'm number three. All right. We're going to get a little, we'll slow it down a little bit. So we're down to two. So, no, we're number, th- yeah, we, we've got two more because we're pretty much, yeah. The rest of it. Number, number three for me is a ballad and Silent Night. Great, great power ballad from back in the day. Chorus is catchy. Uh, so, guitar solo is, is, it's awesome. The lyrics are great 80s battle lyrics. I mean, it, it was so simple when you were to be queen and I'd be your king. I guess the dream got lost because baby, you're still you and I'm still me. Uh, stuff like that. I mean, he, he did a good job. With song. And it, it's one of those that you don't hear. I don't know why, as far as when they talk about Bon Jovi songs, this song doesn't come up a lot. You don't it hear been a, It should have been a single. Yes. It should have been a single, and it would have done. Now, let me ask you this: I don't even know where you put this. I mean, it's got to be either two or three. But <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing gets Scott, past you, Stevie. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing Scott Steiner math here. <laughs> so, wait, I have the Japanese bonus version. There's like four extra tracks. So, no. so better, better ballad. This silent night or never say goodbye. For me? Yeah. Never say goodbye. No. No. Not for me. Not, not for, for, for me, me, though. Never say goodbye. Silent night. I mean, this song is good, but it's not never you say put, goodbye. You put silent night on that on slippery. And this that that's the number one song. Which I, I can think see that. Never, yeah. 
But was but was but was never say goodbye ever a single? Had a video for it that it I saw a one video. time. They're like, oh wow. So it, most of the time when they do a video, it's a your your um, Bon Jovi and mine. I, like I said, I love every song on Slippery When Wet. And oh, I, I mean, Silent Night's good, but I do I, like I, I like Never Say Goodbye. But I prefer it above this one. I would. Let's see. It was reach number eleven. So it was not released domestically as a commercially available single. It was ineligible to chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Which song is this? This is Never Say Goodbye. Nevertheless, yeah, because no- a lot of stations played it. I remember that number twenty-eight on the Hot 100 Airplay Survey. The we'll we'll do that. We'll talk about that when we do Slippery. Silent Night, yeah, Silent Night's got a video too, but let's see where that went to. It wasn't a single, so it didn't go anywhere. Released October 26th, 22nd, 1985. So, I don't know. <coughs> so, Silent Night for me, yeah, it's a great, great ballad. And why it does not get talked about more, I have no clue. But Maybe people thought it was about Christmas like I did when I first heard it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Bon Jovi throws Silent Night Christmas Carol in on 7800 Fahrenheit. He did that. He did that cover of the. He did that cover of the Eagles song, or not? Please come home for Christmas. Yeah, he got to make that out was, with Cindy Crawford. Yes, that was that was on a different. Yeah, right after right after he did. Uh, you know, I love talking about your dad is who? How old are you anyway? He he sings Silent Night. Well, he didn't have to worry about about Cindy Crawford because she's all woman. He was he had the hots for Diane Lane back around this time though. He dumped Diane Lane. Yeah. He cut her down. He said, "Oh, I had the Hollywood girlfriend and all that stuff." I mean, he was a that's because you, you you break up with Diane Lane. You, there's something wrong with you. That's because he went back crawling to his old girlfriend that he had, old high school sweetheart. He, he had this to guy cut could her have had almost any woman. He he was with Samantha. He was with Lita Ford. Dorothea. I mean, Dorothea is her name. I think is his wife's name. Yeah, but he married her when he was still in his prime. So yeah, something. Yeah, it, it, he he didn't want to get far from home. It's, it's I don't funny. Blame. It's funny. Uh, okay, who says you can't go home? So just because <laughs> you know what always gets me about it is you ever see that the Moscow Music Peace Festival? How you know they all went over there, yeah, and how was- Heather Locklear was with Tommy Lee at the time, and she ends up with Sambora, and she ends up with Sambora later on. And it was funny yeah. because Bon Jovi was the headliner, but the most of the people knew Ozzy because of Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, it was, and that's what Molly Crew fired Doc McGee was because he pretty much lied to them saying you can't use your pyro. Bon Jovi used their bon pyro. Bon Jovi used a pyro, yeah. Yeah, so that that was, uh, I mean, they're not very complimentary of Doc at all in that one, so. No, not at all. Well, so where, well where, you where finally came around Night? to you came around to my way of thinking. The last two I have in the same order: Silent Night at number three and Only Lonely at number two. My Silent Night should have been a single, could have been on Slippery, and it may have been a big hit on Slippery. But Slippery was so packed they could have, you know. Yeah, well, Slippery in New Jersey, except for Social Disease, Slippery in New Jersey uh, were packed. There's nothing wrong with Social Disease. A fun song, bro. Just because you don't like anything fire. with torpedoes or, or social, Something don't get mad at me, I guarantee. 
Listen, when you got you got lyrics in your song, you can't hide once infection starts because love is a social disease. What's wrong with that? I'd rather hear about Silent Night, bud. Yeah, it's Silent Night. You're taking oh. a Christmas. You're taking a Christmas song, and re, and is, using and using the sacred the sacredness of a Christmas song. Oh, I'm just gosh, we we've got to cancel this song, Stevie. It yeah, takes, we got to cancel. Takes Christmas we got in and out love, in and out love, and Silent Night are going to be canceled. Yeah, so, I like this one and Only Lonely. Only Only Lonely is a better song than Silent Night, in my yeah. opinion. But but this album for me, number one and number two, you got In and a Love and Only Lonely. I mean, Only Lonely is a great song. It is catchy as hell. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The 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 chorus, the hook, everything. Uh, the breakdown is pretty cool. When it, when they, he's, I've got this time bomb ticking in my head, and then you hear Tico just, and then you it goes right into Richie's guitar solo. But the best part of Only Lonely, the song is great. The video, the video is like a Bon Jovi movie that never got made. I, I don't know if you've seen the video. I haven't. I didn't know they had a video for it. Oh my! You need to watch the video. The video is like a movie, and it starts. <laughs> I'm gonna say this in a minute. Is it as uh, bad as Pretty Woman by Van Halen? No, no. This is that. This this actually had me like. Okay, where's the rest of the story at? Yeah, because oh, okay. it's like they actually they actually act, and you hear them talking in this in this uh, video. It's like they're a band; they're trying to get started, and he I guess he approaches either his agent or a guy at the club, and he was like, "You sold us out," and he's got him. And even Dave Bryan gets into it <laughs> with that. Well, you remember the, the hair that David Bryan had back then. He gets into it with with a guy that the the main hitchman of this. It looks like a mob guy that is riding around. But this hitchman, it starts off with him taking a sledgehammer and to somebody's car, and you don't ever it the the sequence of the of the video is like kind of out of order because it goes back and forth. But the, the, the henchman for the mob guy looks like uh, Steve Gutenberg in Police Academy when he went undercover with the, the mustache. He looks just like him. And I'm like, how are you intimidated by this guy? But, wow. yeah, it, there's, of course, John's got a girlfriend in there. And uh, there's a part you actually hear the late Alec John Such. He's got a speaking part in it. He was like, man, these are not nice people. And uh, Tico gets a speaking part in it, talking about man, you just need to forget about the girl and all this stuff. But yeah, if you if you like the song already without seeing the video, when you see this video, you're gonna love it. I mean, I guess David it. Bryan gets a a role in it because he co-wrote it. Yeah, well, he just all he does is is takes the henchman and pushes up against the wall. And he doesn't drop anything this time. Light no, a cigarette. Okay. He's got it. He's got him up against the wall. And I mean, he's get you know, you, you always see Dave Bryan smiling all the time. He's up there like, I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. I'm like, and this guy's like, okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great video. It left me, if, if John Bon Jovi, or Dave Bryan or Tico Torres or Richie Sambor is listening to this, you need to go back. If there's any more footage that got cut, 
this could be Bon Jovi's meets the Phantom of the Park right here. This could be the Bon Jovi way. No, it would be great, man. I would love, I would love to see how that story. If if John doesn't, if John doesn't pay attention to this album, ain't no way he's going to make a video. We're going to release a video with uh, something from this song. They probably haven't played this song in years. Only lonely. Oh no, they played it. I know they played Tokyo Road. But I don't know about Only Lonely. It was in 2010. Okay. The Circle Tour. They played it in Philadelphia. And it was also, it was played in the yeah, great but it's movie. A, it's a one-off, right? Or Light of Day? Yep, Light of Day. Um, but yeah, they played it. They did play it on the Circle. And they played a lot of different stuff on that Circle Tour. Did they so, play, did they was this song just in the background, or did they, Michael J. Fox and Joan Jett actually play this song? I, I think it was. In, I think it was in the background. I never I seen it today. Was it on the soundtrack? Because I did have, believe it or not, I but it was have, in the movie. I did have the soundtrack to Light of Day. Uh, I love that song. It's a pretty cool song. Let me see if I can pull up the soundtrack. Mm. Yep, it was on the soundtrack. Up there with Cleveland Rocks by Ian Hunter. <laughs> Stay With Me Tonight by Dave Evans. Rude Mood by the Bar Busters. That was the band in the movie. And then Michael J. Fox had a song in that. We had to, yeah, I forgot about that. He sings a song and you got no place to go. So this was this was one of those albums that you know we talked about it a hundred times. Doesn't get the credit it deserves. John Bon Jovi doesn't like it. Uh, doesn't like the production on it. I don't know what. I would love to hear some of the other band members see if they think, think the same or if they just want to go along with what John says. Um, well, they are paid musicians, so they probably don't want what John says. Yeah, maybe Richie I, needs Richie needs to write a book. Yeah, somebody needs to and, and tell me what what's going on here, but. This album, if you're going to tell me that he thinks 2020 or Bounce is a better album than 7800 Fahrenheit, then, John, I don't know what you've been smoking, but you need to get off of it, dude. Because, you know, 2020 is one of those albums, and I told you today, I listened to it. You mean 20 or 2000? It's 2020. I mean, ain't that the name of the album? Oh, I thought you were talking about the one with It's My Life. No, no, that's... Isn't that Crush? Yeah, I quit listening to Bon Jovi after probably these days. I I did buy Bounce. I think Bounce was the last one I bought. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. But, yeah. That... Isn't there one called the house or something about the house rocking the house or the house something now i listened to that on apple music and i just i couldn't get into it man it doesn't stick with you it doesn't stick to your ribs like that good old slippery and 7800 this is the uh i'm looking at the the discography now i thought there was something called the house's bill or something that's the last one i really listened to this house is not for sale yes 2020 came out of course in 2020 uh, and 
no offense, but it's one of those, when you listen to it, it makes you want to drink and not in a good way. Uh, it was depressing. It's, it's, it's not Bon Jovi. And I know, I look, I don't expect him to be the right in and out of love in 2020. That wouldn't be right. I do. Come on, John. You wanted to write about, hey, bring your mom. Well, I guess it would be right now to bring no, your mom. No, bring your grandma these days. Yeah, grandma would be the thing. But, uh, yeah, it's not. There were a lot of hot moms, like back in the like, Stranger Things. That mom that was messing around with the uh, pool boy. And yeah. That, that girl's smoking. Did you watch? Have you watched? No, I'm not watching it. Okay. We won't talk I'm about going it. to. There's one, you know, Burning Bridges, which I've never heard that album. It's a good slaughter song. Yeah, it's a good slaughter song, but hold on. Let me see what this. I, I'm interested to see what this one's about. It's new songs as well as formerly unreleased and unfinished songs. And it, of course, that was after Richie left, right? After, that's why they did this. Never heard of these songs. A Teardrop to the Sea. We Don't Run. We All Foul Down. What was the song called? We Don't Run, but then there's a song called Always Run to You, so he's lying somewhere. <laughs> Life is beautiful. Fingerprints. And there's only like, there's one song that Richie, Richie was co-writer in. But yeah, I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to listen to that. See, I don't want to talk about it until I've listened to it. But yeah, this, this album, if this was put out, let's say, and I love another Bon Jovi album. I love these days. These days I thought was a great album. Yeah. Uh, Keep the Faith was okay, but I think they went a little different direction with some of those songs. If you'd have put 7800 Fahrenheit out after New Jersey, can you imagine what this, this album would have done? Nothing. What? This album would have done nothing if it came on after New Jersey. That was the Keep, 90s. That's when Keep the Faith came out. No, 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 Let me see what you. What there is year, no way. What year to Keep the Faith come out? Keep the Faith 92. came out like 92. Okay, yeah, you, but you had if, a gap. If this came out in 92, this would have been nothing. You had a four-year gap. But that's why they changed. The that's faith. why they did Keep the Faith, because they knew put music this was out. changing. Let's say, let's say you put. No they way. Ho, 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 ho. Listen to me now. <laughs> the first album they put out 84. Fahrenheit came out 85, so a year. Slippery came out 86, and then New Jersey in 88. Let's yes. say let's say 7,800, they take a two-year gap like they did with slip, between Slippery and New Jersey. Yeah, maybe maybe 90. 7,800. Because Poison was still big. Everybody, they were all still big then. 91 yeah. was when it started kind of, the end of 91 is when it started going 90, down. 92, no way. Yeah, these days was... Yeah. These days came out in 95, so there was a three-year gap you know what, there. You know what album was really big for them was Crossroads? Because they had that song. Um, always. Well, always. That was a huge hit. Have you heard there's there's an album he did? Mm, and it doesn't have it listed up here. Is it this Oh, level? yeah, when he's in a car or something like that. No, 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 no. That was his single album, which I haven't listened to. I don't I'm I'm not talking about the the blaze of glory. I'm talking about oh, I know which one you're talking destination about. Destination anywhere or something like destination, that. Destination, yeah, something like that. But that no, that's not only it's Bon Jovi. It's a Bon Jovi album. It's called This Left Feels Right, and 
Y'all heard about it. He changed the uh, he changed the sound of always, but he didn't hit the and it kind of makes you wonder with what's going on now. He didn't hit the high notes in on these like he did on Crossroad. He just stayed like low, bar, kind of baritone. But uh, you know, and there's there's some more. Have a nice day was okay. It was heavier than Crush. Crush was the one you were talking about. Was it's my life? That was yeah, kind I of liked, their, I liked Have a Nice Day. That was a good one. That was kind of the return of Bon Jovi when Crush came out. I thought that having that song with Jennifer Nettles was pretty good. That Who Says You Can't Go Home? I thought yeah, that was, that was okay. Good. But then on 2020, they did a COVID song. Oh my gosh. It played. Look, we had satellite radio in our store and a friend of mine was working with me at the time and this song played oh i mean and he was like i am so sick of the song do what you can do do what you can excuse me another song with jennifer nettles he was trying to really i didn't know yeah. I, I heard it sounds like i'm lucky well <laughs> if the album version just has him on it and it doesn't it's not it's not good at all but then they've got a, a deluxe edition that comes with the Jennifer Nettles version of it. And it's, it's okay, but it's like, you, it was really overkill with me for that. Um, I like this. I like that song. Have a nice day. I thought that was funny. Cause I got that. What was that? 2005. I got that for Christmas yeah. and I, and I, this is before streaming and everything. My coworker bought that and I actually dug it. I was like, well, I didn't, I wouldn't buy it for myself. Cause I was more into like, See, I've, I haven't Heavier listened to that then. the whole way through. You know, it's I know okay. The, I know the "Have a Nice Day" and I know who says you can't go home, but it's a lot better uh, than the stuff they're doing now. Oh God, I'm looking at "Bounce" came out in 2002. That, they looking, had that every day. That was the only song I pretty much liked when Richie Sambora had that Joe Perry type guitar mouth guitar part. Right, like he did on. Uh, on living on a prayer yeah and he did on it's my life too the circle i've never listened to mm. I, we weren't born to follow i've heard that before but let's not depress us dude we just reviewed a really good album man and yeah but i'm just, you depress, just you're depressing me with how is, they are now <laughs> my thing is bon jovi you know it used to be great he, if he's proud of these ones that came out later, like these, like, you know, Bounce or 2020, how can you not be proud of 7800 Fahrenheit? That was an out, that was, and I, you hear so many people on so many podcasts and posts on social media say, that's what made me a Bon Jovi fan. Slippery, Slippery put them in the upper echelon, but 7800 made, you know, got them noticed to where they could make an album like slippery. And uh, I mean, you got it. Big you, reason is because in and out of love, because that's a great song. Yeah. I, I'll say it's a great song. Not my number one song, but it's, well, you're it's wrong. better. It's, it's okay. better than, it's better than torpedo girl. You know, not by much. Oh. Just kidding. But yeah. So we're going to put our, well, like we do all the time. We'll put our list on. Social What's worse, media. torpedo girl or social disease. Whew. 
social disease is worse than me. And uh, you hear me? I don't. I, just, I, just I, don't, don't, I don't know. What's I don't. Going on I don't get because it's a fun song. It I mean, is. It is. But it but just, I don't. I don't get. I Stevie. I don't get how you dislike either one of those songs. I really don't. And Ace is your guy. Exactly. That ought to tell you how I'm not looking at it with blinders on because and you got kind of pushback too because people were people were on my side saying that it's more it's it's an un, it's an undiscovered gym. It that's is fine. That's fine. They're wrong, but that's fine. No. I mean. <laughs> All you need is Neil Young or Revolting Cox to cover one of them. Woo-hoo. It'd be great. I whip my hair back and forth. Have you that's ever Will, heard that? That's Smith. Isn't that Smith? Will Smith? No, no. What I'm telling you, you didn't. Be listen careful. To he may slap you. <laughs> you you didn't listen to me talking to texting you today. That's the only time I like uh, uh, Neil Young song when Jimmy Fallon did Neil oh, Young yeah. singing "Whip My Hair." That was hilarious. But Jimmy Fallon's anyway. really good when he does like impressions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he's got a whole song, a whole album of nothing but stuff. You like didn't that. listen to that song I sent you, Downtown. That is a great song. Dar, dar. I mean, that's a great song by Neil Young. We're I gonna do top it. ten Neil Young songs coming up, dude. Dude, I I mean, I know he's not for everybody, but he's still better than Rush or Pink Floyd, right? I I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't You're say that favorite. because I'm nah, not. Music I'm is not. subjective. It's all yeah. It's all in what you like, and I would never down anybody for what they like. I mean, just like you Except like for me, like a Neil Young and Torpedo Girl. No, no, no. Now you got social disease that down me on. See, you people are seeing how Steve makes fun of my choices. <laughs> this is I'm the making, torture I go through. I'm making a Apple Apple Music playlist for for uh, we're gonna put the Revolting Cox up there. We're gonna put Neil Young and uh, Torpedo Girl and Social Disease on there. And if and the more Social Disease, look, Social Disease is still better than anything they do now. I will. Can you say you that? Will, you will not get me to lie about that one. That's that's the truth. No doubt. Especially without Richie. And that's a sore subject for me because I, I mean I know Richie had his problems and all, and he needed to get straight, but you know you. They need to realize that, especially we haven't talked about this. We need to, with the passing of Alec John Such, you know, of course, like you said, like you texted me, you were happy that they they got things straight before he passed away. Um, but, you know, they're not, a, they're not spring chickens anymore. Like we say about a lot of these bands, you need to get, you need to get straightened out. You need, you don't have to bring him back in the band, but you need to get yourself straight with each other before something happens to somebody else. I and, usually uh, I usually don't take John's side because every interview it's about him and it that's always kind of bugged me but I know what it is but when Richie did what he did to John yeah. I on John's side because you have <clears throat> yeah. people relying on that and him just not to show up well I you mean, look at you look at like with Paul and Gene yeah with Ace you know you can't you can't depend on it and yeah because it's not just a, like you're not just a bar band. You have people relying on that stuff. I mean, you have, exactly. I mean, these are, I mean, these are multi million dollar. I mean, it's like a corporation on the road, especially as huge as Bon Jovi still is. I mean, Kiss is still pretty big. I mean, you, you, people give Kiss a lot of crap, but they're playing in front of stadiums by a lot of people than they are playing state fairs. So, I, I mean, not true. to show up, not to show up. I mean, it's that's he did John wrong, and I had to give John. 
But John invited them to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and got them all in there. And yeah, that was that was, was great. Cool. That yeah. was cool. Of that, the fact. And didn't they? They actually played. Oh, yeah. they didn't do like Kiss and not play. Uh, and I'm throwing a shot there. They that that was so wrong. They they could have put Kiss could have put egos aside for one night, and Ace Ace and Peter could have played one night. So no. That's not who Kiss is. Yeah, that's that's not anymore. I dis- that's I disagree. Well, you don't what? What do you what do you disagree about? No, I don't think they should have played. I think they did the right thing. You don't think they should have played just one song? No, that's not Kiss. I'm kidding, bro. <laughs> gotcha. No, I they should have. They, they they should have. But that, I can I can see why they didn't, and I don't think it so much had to part to do with G with Ace and Peter. I think it had the fact that that was the only four that was original inducted. I think that was the, the bug up Paul's ass. I think that had a lot to do with it. Well, yeah, because and that and I, I can see his point there. Eric Carr should have been inducted. Bruce. Uh, Bruce. And actually you think about it, Eric Singer should have been it too. At the time Tommy Thayer maybe because Tommy Thayer had been there for but Tommy didn't really have anything to do with the big hits or any of the. Hey man, he produced Kistory. Come on, one and two. He also did what was that? The second coming. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I did enjoy that. But it's funny to hear them talking the second coming. Like no other has mattered but the original four. <laughs> now it's like, oh, Kiss will go on after us. But you could you could see you could see that coming though uh, when they did the. And we're getting totally on Kiss now. When they we did, have to, the, man, I was goes back to Kiss, man. Come on. When they did the the home video before that, which was Kiss My Ass, the last thing, the last video to show was Black Diamond from like the original four. And Gene said something. The more we realize something about when we want to go into the future, we look back to the past. I mean, I was like. And now you look at it when you and I I'm not that's that's not the exact quote, so don't quote me on that. But when you look back on it now, it's like, what was he was he already knew what was going on then? This thing is ticking me off too, because there's people that have commented up here and I can't see the comments. So on please, Facebook? Yeah. It says I've got two comments on here. And I'm sorry, guys, if because I can't see it. I would love to see what people are saying. But anyway, so next week, like we said, top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time with Fusion Checks, Joe Decker. Maybe Joe will give us, Joe will give us his, his, his thoughts. We, we had a nice little conversation about, uh, I, I, I think I corrupted him a little bit. Then, and we'll you. talk not, not me. Not Stevie. We're, he was talking about watching some of the old Starcades from the Crockett days. And one of them was 86. And I said, you need to, and a lot of people, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. You watch the Ric Flair and Nikita Koloff match. Yeah. There's a wardrobe malfunction. Did you know I didn't about really, that? I didn't really get to watch. I didn't really watch those because I didn't have cable. And I had to rely on Pro Wrestling Illustrated which yeah gave you like the news like three months later yeah 
you know, now you just like have the internet. I used to get so pissed off when they wouldn't give the results of WrestleMania. I mean, you, I, uh, I, I, I followed, I, I watched NWA. I watched down here. I watched world class, of course, and I watched mid South. And then I, I watched like when I'd go up to see my grandmother, they used to have like on Saturday nights, they used to have like Von Eriks had like a two hour, the WC world class championship wrestling had a two hour show on local channel. <laughs> and that was just, I would go up there to see that because my mom at the time worked for Southwest. So I'd fly for free. I'd go up there, just fly up to Dallas and just, I could watch the Von Eriks and the Von Eriks. I don't know. I mean, they were popular as, I mean, they were oh, yeah. huge. They were like the first family of wrestling back then. Yeah. I, I will say I pull up the comments and, uh, my buddy Robert Matthews, he had two two comments. Uh, when we were talking about Rush, he said, watch it. Don't talk about Rush. <laughs> He's a big Rush fan. Uh, and then he, I guess he he put uh, Living in Sin off New Jersey. Yeah. was was Great a good song. Good song. Yeah, song. that was. I mean, New Jersey was packed solid, dude. I mean, yeah. that, when we do that album review, that's going to be. Remember how controversial that was just about living with your girlfriend? Living in Sin back then. Yeah, that was I would what was the no they wouldn't play that, that they wouldn't play that video on MTV, MTV. just because it showed her cleavage. Yeah. And hell Madonna showed more of that on, on True Blue on um was it True Blue album and she did that because I got in tr- I got in trouble for that at home with that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I don't really want to hear about that Madonna. now. We'll be, that was my we'll girl. We'll be canceled. We'll be canceled. Anyway, so next week, guys, we'll we'll we've got to work on a list i pretty much got my list done but uh hopefully it'll be hope you guys enjoyed tonight you know, 7800 fahrenheit is one of one of those albums i could like i said i could listen start to finish like i did i did twice today already so uh, i still like slippery a little bit more in my opinion well yeah you know slippery but, but i like this album i mean the these three and there's there's one song to kind of close it up oh um she don't know me I thought would have been yeah. good on this album because that's a good song too. You don't really hear too much. You could have took you yeah. could have took uh to the fire or or off of here and put yeah she don't know me. But I heard they were they were real they didn't like she don't know me. That was a great song, man. Yeah. She, no, no. The first two albums. Isn't he working like in a car wash or something like that? I've seen that video or something. Yeah, right walking there. on the streets and this girl keeps popping up behind him, but he's yeah. watching another girl i haven't seen that enough to really know the story all the 80s where stalking was accepted stalking yes but you, you had to... what every breath you take infatuation like all oh, these girls are going to be mine if i just stalk them enough yep <laughs> you need to you need to go watch only lonely video and tell me what you think that okay that's a great that that puts uh in and out of love shame because it's got a story it's like it it's like the bon jovi miniseries how could they have yeah, I don't know. They didn't have a video for Silent Night with Christmas trees and Christmas carolers and stuff. <laughs> there was a video for Silent Night. There was. <clears throat> yeah, there is a video for Silent I did not know it till about two weeks ago. Wow, you? Yeah. Surprising. Man. <clears throat> I hate that when you look up a video and you think it's all official and it's like fan-made. It's like, man, that's a pretty good video. No, this was actually... but. This video is it's a couple in a room 
and that you can tell they're not getting along. But the 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 walls are Bon Jovi playing. They're not on the street. No, not wild in the streets or out in the streets or or <laughs> doing the something in the streets. I forgot about <laughs> in the streets. Yeah, but yeah, they they're sitting there watching it. Bill Sam has got the the guitar, you know, the double neck guitar playing in this one too. It's pretty cool. All right, I'll check it out. All right, any last words? If you haven't heard this album, give it a listen. Definitely. Comment is, on the sections of what you think about it. You know. Yep. Great album. We will, we will make sure. I'll be sure to uh, send Mr. Bon Jovi a copy of this uh, this podcast and tell him he needs to do a tour where they do 7,800 Fahrenheit start to finish. May only be a few of us there, but hey, we'd go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, you guys have a great week. Thank you guys for the comments. Thank you guys for tuning in. And Where can they find week, us, Stevie? They can find us anywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Good Pods, Pod Chasers, any of those places. And you can also check out our YouTube channel. Check us out on uh, Instagram, which Warden takes care of that. Check us out on Twitter. Twitter, we've got the final four of our 90s, May 15th from 1990, the top 64 songs. And man, we've got a great final four. Must have been loved by Roxette. And I think that's taken on the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. And then Up All Night by Slaughter is taken on Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. So. Get over there to Twitter. If you got a Twitter, find us at On the Fly. Vote, share, like, and by all means, guys. This, you know, if if you like, if you guys out there like what we do, you like, of course, some of you come in here and make comments. We count on you. We're counting on you, and you just need to do us a favor if you don't mind. It will take like two or three minutes. Go on one of these. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you want to. Like we said, all the other ones. Give us a, a five star review, and uh, that way we can get we get out there more. It, we get more exposure when you do that. It helps us out a lot. It's not like you have to give money or anything. We're just we're not asking for money. We're just asking for like two minutes of your time to write a review and give us a five star review. But uh, if you're going to give us a one star review, don't do it. Just just uh, just. Keep your keep it to yourself, but uh, we'll just uh, we really appreciate you guys, and, and we're trying to try to come up with stuff that you get. We think you guys will enjoy. But uh, we're also yeah. on Facebook. Uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook. Groups, all things rock, hard rock, and metal, and yeah. also that '80s page. They're pretty much self-explanatory. They're pretty much sister sites to On the Fly, sister groups, I guess, so to say. Yeah. So there's a lot of Cross contamination, so to speak. Exactly. Am I doing the Paul Stanley? You know. The... <laughs> yeah. Unholy. Let's put oh, the that X was X and sex. What? What was that? Yeah, that was. But what was that one he did in Unholy Day? You remember that? He did like that. Didn't he do like what? that? I'd spend so yeah. Better like, cross yeah. your heart <laughs> when he's going like that. Oh my gosh! What's the deal with Paul and all this stuff? Hey man, he's the love. It's the star child, bro. Leave my boy alone, man. Come on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. No, I can't do it because we they'll, they'll probably. I just dropped the phone. They'll probably uh, 
I'll probably mute it if I do share on that. I just I was going to share the Folgers commercial. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> He's multi-talented, bro. Ole. Although I never get that excited about drinking. No, I love coffee, but I never get that excited about drinking coffee. I don't get that excited about drinking coffee and watching trapeze artists either. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I forgot. About I don't that. know the last time I've watched trapeze artists and, and drank coffee at the same time. So was there a band called Trapeze that opened for Kiss? Uh, right. I don't know. Well, that would be the a band called Trapeze, wasn't there? That's your homework for next week. Look up and see if trapeze. Careful assigning people homework. Other people do that on their podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. You have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the fly. See ya.